0: Hello and welcome back to the Butterfly Podcast. I am your host Oliver, and today we are joined with Jack.
1: Hi, we are finally back.
0: Yeah, it feels a bit weird. Finally back.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: it's been been a while since I've seen your face over the Zoom call, Jack. But um, I must say, it's not a disappointing thing that you are back if that's a compliment to yourself.
1: I mean, it's it's a compliment. I'll take it.
0: (laughs) No worries. Right, I mean, it was totally coincidental that we've decided to bring the podcast back after, you know, such a demanding victory at the weekend. I mean, it it was totally coincidental. I I know there was a couple of comments saying, oh, I wonder why you brought it back, you know, after the Blackpool game. But to be fair, you know, in my right mind, I was always going to bring it back after the Blackpool game, whether we won or lost. I think it's more so the fact that you know we will made it a much nicer podcast to be able to record.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean I mean we did discuss last week we were going to bring it back anyway at this time. Uh but you know and I'm pretty sure you said I don't I don't know if I could be asked doing it if we lost, but, <laughs> Aye, but we're in now. And we we had we haven't lost them. We didn't lose, did we?
0: Well, we haven't lost. No, we, we were very demanding, and it was fantastic. And I'm sure we'll be able to get onto that first all, But I mean, I think I think obviously listeners listening in to this um, where we've been for the past three months, obviously, is um, what I have to say is apologies for not keeping everyone up to date with what is going on. Um, I, I did a bit on Twitter. And I know Jack did a bit, um, but to reiterate what's happened is myself and Jack are in the final year of university. You know, we've got a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of work uh, doing up, you know, Jack's obviously got so many things on board and, you know, I I just started yeah. a job in January where I'm working, you know, practically every day that I'm not in university. So yeah, time was a bit constrained and, you know, I've just an hour. I don't think we got around to doing it, but obviously, you know, Especially with the motivation after the weekend, we we found some much needed motivation to be able to pick out some time and make this work. And yeah, hopefully it will start to come a uh, regularly occurring, occurring thing on a week again, hopefully, I because mean, I really enjoy doing it.
1: Obviously, I've missed doing it as well, you know. I mean, we've had a few people pecking our heads about when it's going to come back, particularly my brother, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, every time he sees you, it's when is it coming back? When is it coming back? And no, it's back. And uh, yeah, I I think it couldn't come back at a better time. And simply, right, there might not be many games left of the season now. I mean, there's pretty much like a month and a bit of the season left. Uh, it's, and I'm sure we're going to get into this discussion. It's where Preston could potentially be by the end of the season as well. It's a very good running for us. Um, difficult, but. There is a potential for something magnificent to happen despite all the negativity in the past few months from North End fans. Um, Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get on to that.
0: Yeah, because you've mentioned the running there. And obviously, there's only, I think, seven games left of the season, starting on Good Friday away at QPR, who obviously are having a torrid time at the moment. And then you've got Reading on uh, the Monday. Uh, Millwall away on the Saturday after that. And then, you know, Swansea away midweek, Rovers at home, um Sheffield United away, who I'm guessing, you know, second to the last game of the season going to be proper pushing for the automatics. I mean, if they, if they get automatics already guaranteed before then and Burr aren't chasing them as much as possible, potentially they could see, you know, a couple of players rested. But that's wishful thinking, isn't it? And then... Yep. We've got Sunderland last game of the season at home. So you, you, we mentioned this, you know, it's a running that you can look at it and think, you know, we, we could do this, could do that. But you know, if you don't beat these teams in and around the uh playoffs, you probably don't deserve to be in them.
1: No, exactly. Um are we gonna just talk about the running then between now and the end of the season I'm gonna guess we're on about that Me now. yeah but yeah
0: I mean we might, we, we, might well,
1: we might as well kick it off for that and then we'll leave the best bit to last anyway um I mean, in terms of like the uh, running though we've got QPR and um reading obviously reading have a six point deduction they are no but with uh the running with reading and uh, QPR. The must-win games, not only should we be beating them, but in terms of where they could leave us by the Millwall game, which for me will be the defining game, whether we could genuinely push for the playoffs. Because at the moment we are, what, what, five points
0: off? We're five points off? I'll have a check now. Um, thought, yay. Um, yeah, five, five points off. Point. Obviously,
1: Rovers have, Rovers and, have a game and in and, hand, don't they? And Rovers have a game in hand. But the thing is, you get to the Millwall game, having beaten QPR and Reading. If you don't beat Millwall, who are in those spots and would probably, I probably if say that Blackburn have won their game in hand, they're the closest team to us, sixth place. They are the sixth place team. If Rovers win their game in hand, so if we 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 Mill the Millwall game, it, if we in the context of beating Swan at uh, Reading and QPR. We have to beat Millwall in order to have any fighting chance in the playoffs. Because if we don't beat Millwall, then we don't deserve to be in it. That simple as that.
0: No, I mean we're going to be playing Chef United, Rovers, Millwall, um, Sunderland especially. So they're all in and around the playoffs, and obviously Millwall, Chef United, and Rovers are they're they're in the playoffs at the moment and automatic. So we can't have another display yeah. like
1: last season with Rovers at home. Another display uh, last like week. when we went four one. Know, remember that.
0: Well, I mean, you look at the look at the away game at Ewood Park this season, the four one trouncing. So, hopefully,
1: I, um, I do look a I, little I, shaky. I like
0: scenario like that, yeah. I mean, bring bringing them back to Deepdale, especially R five um, on a Saturday. It'd probably still be light. Actually, I was going to say under the lights, but not really because it's starting to turn into mm-hmm. summer. So. Know, anything six. like the Blackpool game at past home? Six. Past past is, is any, anything like anything like the Blackpool game at home? You know, against the rival, get a decent crowd in supporting the lads, especially in the running. That could be a massive, massive opportunity for North End if they're um, Definitely. in and amongst it. As I say, and um, to be yeah. fair, to be fair, I expect us to be. But realistically, for me. I'm not wanting to put a dampener on it, but I think it may be a bit too little, too late. Um, I don't know. I'm not I sure if we might have left it's that too little, too late.
1: I just think it. I think it's more of the case of how close the championship is this season, in terms of the well, in terms of points. I mean, the fact that we've put a little run together, we've lost once in like nine now. By the way, uh, it was going absolutely. If you, if by the way, can I just say it was like one loss in. Seven, eight, nine, maybe. Can I just say, uh, I thought if you were heard from Twitter after a few draws, where against good opposition, that it was going horribly wrong. By the way, I thought it was going horribly wrong if you was to go off Twitter. But apparently, one loss in nine, and uh, all of a sudden we are one one loss in eight, and all of a sudden we are right back in the mix. But if you was to look at yeah. Twitter. Social media, it was going horribly wrong. Ryan Lowe was the worst thing to happen since um fly spread uh, some, blo- some bloke at World That's War. That's the best II. thing, isn't
0: it? That's the best um, thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could He's it, it, like, come on, like it's not going as terribly as people make it out to be. I just think we are real I just think we are we sort of we have limits to this squad and People seem to think that we have an absolute God-given right to be in the playoffs, and, uh, and you know, you know, it's. And I get it. The club haven't held held up their end of the bargain about backing the manager and getting and playing their part. But even then, I think Ryan Lowe is doing absolutely brilliant with the squad he's got. Yeah.
0: To be fair, and we look at this. You know, obviously we got beat off Burnley, and we drew against Luton and Hull. And we went 1-0 down against Wigan. And I think I've mentioned this on uh, Gab Sutton's EFL debate. But, you know, at halftime, we were 1-0 down. I was thinking, you know, if he doesn't turn it around, he's probably going to get the sack. And since then, you know, drew against Coventry, drew against Wat- Watford, which was a good point for for We beat Cardiff, beat Rotherham away. Um, obviously got humbled by Borough. And then, you know, properly turned on the style against Blackpool. So, you know, fair fair play to Ranlow. I know know the squad's uh, looking a bit thin at the moment with now four players out for the rest of the season, um, which is obviously a bit disheartening. But, you know, we might as well go for it now because we're we're definitely not going down. um, There's nothing to lose, really. You know, it's it's probably time for gung-ho football, you know, gung-ho attacking football, which, you know... P&E fans wanted to see and you know probably saw it against Blackpool Proper turned on the south gung-ho football and you know sorry, against well i yeah I mean it's what we wanted to see and it's what probably P&E fans have been craving for Lowe's tenure you know why, why can't we play like this always and I think it's a bit of Ryan Lowe just wanting to be a bit conservative because you know if he does go gung-ho and everything you know and we do get hit he's still probably going to get you know, a bit, of, a bit of groaning. So, I I think Ryan Lowe, is obviously trying to me- meet it a bit in the middle. I, I understand that everyone wants to play, you know, the football that we haven't been playing, but, you know, if it goes wrong, you know, and we end up getting 2-3-0 because we're going to attacking, mm-hmm. he's going to get, you know, the other end... And he of gets and He get he's going and go... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like the job, you know, you can't win. You as can't a fan, win. you can look at it. Yeah. As you a can. fan, you can look at it one or two ways. Like, you know, yeah, he's trying to go attacking and we've got Tom's. So he's probably going to get slandered for that. But if he went conservative and got a draw, why didn't we go for it? You know, it's just one of those. It's like, it's like a weighing scale. And, you know, he's trying to distribute the weights into different areas. One way goes the other, one way goes the next. And, you know, it's just finding that balance probably with Ryan Lowe. And I think he is getting there. But, I mean, without further ado, let's start speaking about that game on Saturday. All um, right. Well, Before I I mean, we get onto
1: that, can I just say that even, like, the fixtures we had won in that run, like, Rotherham away, for example, I had a I – rem, I remember after that game, I tweeted that Ryan Lowe's turnaround was it's, phenomenal. It's, that he had turned it around and not many people expected to. But I I am one of those people who backed into the hills. I absolutely backed into the hills. I got a comment saying, ah, but look who we've been playing. Rotherham away, we usually lose there, I am pretty sure. We lost there last time before that game. And um, I just remember we didn't have the greatest of luck. In Rotherham, except that three one win, that one season. But the last time you played them, no, do you remember no. when Daphne Rudd conceded that really weird free kick? But I'm being told that we should, we should, yeah, we should be beating Rotherham. But Rotherham away is a very tough fixture for us in recent yeah. years. So yeah, it's like I, 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 we're winning, we're winning yeah, those games. now. you can't. Yeah, we away. are.
0: It's so, so Yeah, those tricky fixtures that try to trip you off. I, I know you mentioned that Rotherham. Uh, what was it? It was New, New Year's Eve uh, in Rotherham, three o'clock, freezing to death, and Declan Rudd in the 44th minute just dived out of the way with three kicks that's just gone straight down the middle of the goal. I so, love that you remember yeah. the minute. I love Yeah, Nometri, I think Nemetra scored, well, he, he didn't score because it. He I was, was, given a, he a was not given to him, play, was it? He, yeah. No, no, but then we did a podcast with him and he started claiming it. So, you know, we'll, we'll give it to Lucas, you know, obviously starting for the German that national team now. So I'm sure I'm sure he's not done too badly there. His brother's um, now yeah. in the
1: Germany national team as well. So, hey, see yeah. them at the next there you Euros.
0: Go. Exactly. Right. Without further ado, you know, listeners are probably been waiting 18 minutes to hear about this. Let's hear about <laughs> our thoughts on... Um, the f- magnificent 3-1 win at Deepdale against our arch rivals, Blackpool. I mean, going into the game, I was I was quietly confident. And, you know, I felt confident for the first time, probably about three matches against Blackpool. I just I just couldn't see a way that we'd lose. And I predicted 2-0 no. on, you know, this Gab Sutton ZFL debate. And, you know, <laughs> I, I said, if P&E come out of the traps quick enough, you know, Could see it good. And, you know, we did. We did. You know, Brad Potts, it's laid out to him. He's he's taken one touch and just thought, have it. You know, let's have a pop. And to be fair to Brad Potts, it's a fantastic strike. He's probably got the best goals of the season in, you know, the one at Luton and this one (laughs) because it's an absolute rocket. And to be fair to Potts, you know, he does get slandered sometimes for not getting up up there and, you know, trying Homo's to... as well. You know, I, we get, do sound little, little bit. Oh, I, because I, I just feel like he's a bit too safe and a bit too conservative. And I'm not sure if that's, you know, belief in himself. And hopefully this goal, you know, gives him more belief. because He's a massive he, confidence he's, abs- he's absolutely belted it past Maxwell. And kind of the just, celebration yeah. to match is just superb, isn't it?
1: Oh, mate. I remember speaking to me dad before the game. We were walking to the ground and uh, parking in the Sainsbury car park, by the way. Because, you know, we had to park somewhere different this time for some reason. Anyway, uh, we were walking to the ground and I remember we were talking about score predictions. And I said to them, I said said 4-0 because I was confident. And I had not had a single pint. No pints were consumed before five o'clock. Trust me on that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and I said, you know what? I feel like Brad Potts is gonna score for some reason. And uh yeah. When I and the thing is when I was sat on the invincibles, is right right next to you where the UA fans are. I had the most gorgeous view of it ever. Just the touch. And I'm and I'm just there. I'm just there like, he in it, just in it, and he hits it. Must have heard me. But you know, it's beaten Maxwell, and I'm just thinking, Maxwell, mate, you're what a howl. How have you not saved that? It's a yeah, rocket, a, though, a, isn't it? It's he's a, a he's
0: rocket. A of well, isn't it? he, he had a howler for Whiteman goal as well. He didn't get across quick enough, which you know, it's a great free kick from Whiteman, but you know, flip that around, and that's you know, Keshi Anderson taking the free kick for Blackpool, and Woodman doesn't get across for that. I'd be raging.
1: I mean, same old story for Chris Maxwell. Can't can't really say things at like his near post, so uh, yeah. seen that a lot. North yeah. End fan <laughs> was a North End, yeah. Um, and then no, with Chris Maxwell, so- though, um, bitter bitter pill he had to swallow that game. Oh beautiful.
0: And then yeah, Tom Cameron on the counter, just to top it off, you know, put the cherry on top. And I thought that was superb. You know, obviously Mick McCarthy had to go in there and bring his. Best three players off the bench. Um, I, I'm unsure why they haven't started Perverda because I think he was superb when he came on. And, you know, when he goes back to Le- Leeds, I'd be, you know, I understand he's played for Blackpool, but he's that spark. And, you know, we're needing a spark. And that's not me just going, yeah, and let's go and pluck some Blackpool players. But Tell you what, I'd take Perveda next season. He keep, keep him fit and you know, he's that spark, he can you know, shift, it right. left, shift it onto his left, shift it onto his right. Take it past people, you know. He's one of those where if you get him firing, he looks like he can win the game for you. So, you know, Perveda had Brown uh he turned Brown inside out actually, um, once. I'm not sure if it was in the build up to the Yates goal or he just got a shot, but I thought he was super Perveda. I'm unsure yeah. why he start didn't start him. Um but yeah totally outclassed on the day uh, with Blackpool and totally beaten yeah. by the better side.
1: No, definitely. We were much, much the better side. I think um, I like Ian Pervader a lot as a player. I mean, if he's played play for Blackburn, Blackpool, you might as well just complete the tour of Lancashire at this rate, come to Preston next season. I played for think. Blackburn. <laughs> yeah, he was on, blown at Blackburn last season, yeah. But he got his, I think he got it cut short though, because he had a very bad injury. I'm not too sure about that. Pretty sure he played for Black, uh, Blackburn last season. Wait, hold on. I'll, I, oh, I, yeah. yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah,
0: yeah you're right. Yeah, I'm just, trying, right, I'm trying, trying, to, <laughs> just trying to convince myself. Well, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'll be right for him I
1: next fought, season. I fought Morgan Rodgers was very good for them as well. I thought I'd say very good. He was the only one really trying in their attack to, you know, create and, you know, get them up the pitch. You know, he created a few chances, you know, I see like that one for CJ Hamilton where Woodman just tips it onto the post, which is a fantastic save by the way. And another one where I think it's straight out Woodman and he just sort of says it was feet. Um Obviously, he had that header, which probably he probably should have scored because that could have got him right back in it. Um But yeah, no, he looked dangerous, and uh, I wouldn't mind him at North End next season particularly. I like no, that I think
0: we'll probably, I think we'll probably get onto that in a bit and speak about obviously how big the summer is now. And you know, we just mentioned before after going into the Blackpool game, but where you know. Personally, I don't. I can't see them staying up this season. I know Reading have got a, you know, six point deduction, so that probably puts Blackpool in a better position. But you know, yeah, they, they were very poor. I mean, for the last couple of for, for the second half, they kind of came into their own a bit, but they were very poor. And I think you know, we we probably just took our foot off the gas. So yeah, you know, I'd say that it's it's two teams at a different end of the table now. So you got P&A looking up to try and push into the playoffs and, you know, these are back then for survival. So we, we go our separate ways and hopefully we don't see them for a couple more years. Admit I'll probably say about five would be at least the minimum. That's the I, hope. Um, but there we go. I, I mean, would
1: five. We've never seen them again. <laughs> that's Matt. That's, that's me. Just even <laughs> cut competitions. I don't want to be in the same league as them again. (laughs) I don't like it because we don't win at Bloomfield. (laughs) We don't win at Bloomfield. We don't win at Deep. At least we get the satisfaction at Deepdale. I just—it's it's it's three points dropped every season at Bloomfield, and I don't want that anymore. It is. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. I agree. I'm looking at the table uh, as we mentioned
1: Blackburn and Wigan at Blackpool and Wigan. Yeah. Ugh. Not great. No,
0: I mean, we're speaking about the running for PE and you know, put it about us, we could be right up there at the end. Um, but let, let's just take a step back and say, you know, first of all, we've got a massive rebuilding summit and whether we're in the Championship, uh, I, I, we'll put it out there. We're, we're not going to talk about if we go to the Premier League because, first of all, we've got to get into the playoffs first. Um I mean, we've obviously got a question here from Dominic Campbell. And, you know, he's mentioned Ched Evans being out for the season. And then, well, obviously, I'm not here to speculate, but it sounds like it could be more than a season. So, going into that, you know, we're going to have to sort something out. I think Camden's got to start for the rest of the season. Maybe, you know, I'm not sure you can partner with him. you probably have to stick with Paris. Maybe give, out, maybe, maybe, maybe give maybe give a run. Um, see how he gets on, but yeah, it's I, was so gutted.
1: Because... I was so good. I was so good he didn't score at the weekend. The yeah. lap because he had a brilliant opportunity. Yeah, he had a brilliant opportunity. Should have probably brought it around Maxwell because Maxwell um, not the biggest. Just bring it around him, and then yeah, you got an empty net. But the lap, he just looks so shot of confidence. I just, I know there's a player there. I know there's a player in the lap. But can I just say, Tom Cannon? What a turnaround for him. Everyone was getting on his back. I was getting on his back a little bit. Um, second um,
0: pod. I you know, getting on his back at 20 years old. Yes, yeah, second tier turnaround. pod.
1: Oh, how oh dare he complete a few passes. Oh, bloody hell, you know what I mean? But, what, um, at a 4-0
0: loss How's he, he got picked out of the box?
1: A few passes and a 4-0 loss where we barely created anything and he for was barely getting any service. Yeah. striker so, who is yes. very reliant on service. But you know what, he's gone into his element, he's come into his own, and he looks so suited to the championship. His physicality is such a big aspect of his play. He's so intelligent with his runs, very tidy on the ball. And that finish, though, for the third goal, it's a ridiculous finish. The way to just to shift it onto his right foot at the last minute. And it's not even hit with great power, it's just so accurate. And the way he's placed it. And the fact that, I mean, I'm speaking as a striker myself. I I, I mean, I'm not saying I was on that level, but, you know, it's like when your body's in a way his body was sort of in a weird position and he sort of done it last minute, shift it onto his right, and he's found the bottom corner. And it's like, that is a ridiculous finish. And it's like, if we just have him for a full season, if we just have him for a full season, how many could he actually score in the championship?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean I mean it's one of those where you're looking to stream. You know, Ryan Lowe's got his spot on in his past two January low knee signings of, you know, Tom Cannon and Cameron Archer. Which now brings me on to the question. Um from Lewis. Tom Cannon or Cameron Archer?
1: I'd edge it Archer simply because he had I think yeah. had more of an impact. And I feel like his ceiling's just a How little bit both? higher. How
0: about both? Yeah, you know How what? Fuck both it, both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. one. but uh, <laughs> Both. Yeah, I'd take both. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that'd be some strike force, wouldn't it? Archer coming in deep, flexing the ball. Oh, beautiful. Archer's beautiful, beautiful. a complete beautiful. package. Yeah. I'd say. Complete package. You know, you got Cannon, he's got a cool head and stuff. But yeah, um, looking into our striking options for next season, you know, you've probably got. Let's say Evans is out for you know a, a longer period of time you know realistically the only the only striker on the books is that Reese, who's coming back from an ACL injury so yeah you, you've got you've got at least three strikers that you're gonna have to bring in in summertime and you know I agree. I'm guessing I agree. one at one or two at least permanently maybe um two more on loans so I'd you're probably I'd looking to Cannon try and get back. Cannon back, don't you?
1: I'd bring Cannon back, yeah, I mean, I'd also would I did discuss this with you a little bit at the weekend, actually, I think I would take Troy Parrott back for another season. I don't know why I like how I just i just i I just think he just gives us a bit of um a bit of a creative spark, really, I don't know what it is. He just needs to learn to be a little less greedy because there was an opportunity where he could have played Cannon in and it could have been four or, or three. I don't know at what point it was. I think it might have just been after Cannon's goal. And it's just like, there is something about Troy Parrott where he's such an excellent creator off the ball, on the ball and he can sort yeah. of link the midfield to the attack. And I would like to see that more. And I would like to see that, little, that greediness just coached out of him a little bit. To yeah. play
0: the final to be ball, say, play that final ball. He it was kind of that no yeah. He kind of reminds, reminds it. me of a, a better version of Sean McGuire, um, of recent oh, times, yeah. you know, being able to collect the ball and do this, do that. Um, so you know, looking into the summer, I know I've mentioned we've got realistically three strikers that we need to bring in. You mentioned two low knees, you're probably looking for a permanent striker. Uh, I'm not sure how much money we're going to have to spend. I'm guessing it's probably gonna be minimal. Um so yeah. you have got you've got to look into the free market. I, I know Lowe's expressed he's looking to European markets. And then in, in a recent interview, you know he wants uh, a spark, you know he's he obviously mentioned a goal scorer back then. He's gonna need one now as well. So you're looking at two. Um
1: I'd give i I'd, I'd, I'd still give Emil Reese the opportunity though to just
0: show yeah what yeah one hundred percent one hundred percent I still uh, think a twenty dollar season striker
1: there. The thing is with Emil Reese, I think he's obviously come under a lot of criticism before his injury, but they're... I I wonder whether part of that is whether he wanted, he was sort of thinking he was elsewhere, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and but came in
1: in yeah, with this ACL injury, I don't think anyone's going to come in for him this summer. So, he's sort of going to go, sort of swallow a bit of pill and go, okay, I guess I'm here for the foreseeable future. Uh, I might as well just play, you know, and score for him. Yeah, yeah we tied him down for
0: a longer deal, could not we? We tied him down for a longer uh, deal, which halfway through, because he was playing so well. And you look at this summer and you've got DJ who's out of contract. I'll be I'll be giving him a contract straight away. Um, he obviously yeah. likes his hand of Onima. Um, I give him a one year extension. Probably maybe look at Brady giving him another year. Could look yeah. at Greg. I'm not sure how what what's gonna go out with Greg. Probably, yeah,
1: we um, should probably discuss with really Oliver we uh, uh, discussed. <laughs> My idea would be give him a year pre season. And you know, should it? Shirt, but even though he's always been kind of a stocky player,
0: looks a so
1: I don't. In so, it looks a lot. He does. I feel like once he gets back up to speed for preseason and under his belt, I think he could be such a crucial player for us. He's a very good. Who likes to have the ball forward, and I feel like that is what we've lacked in so many years for so many years. Yeah. Top championship quality when he gets going. Yeah, he's one of he's, could, he could be one of the best championship midfielders. I
0: not agree when not. he gets fit. Um, um, yeah, and then you give him a looking. year
1: and an option to extend, an a option cool to extend option, for another
0: yeah. year. So, so, yeah, I mean, I will probably look at Woodman, and you know, not not Woodman. Um, Woodburn, yeah. um, you know, he's, he got given a year with a club option and to be fair I expected him to kick on and I probably wouldn't take up that club option. I'm unsure if they're gonna gonna go into it, but you know, I kind of expected him to kick on after the Rovers match away from when he scored. Um, unfortunately it's yeah. not I mean, it's good it's good that we brought in a young player who's wanting to come and prove himself, but I just don't think um, he's at it for this level. Yes, maybe. And I'm, I'm not sure I could be proven wrong. Um, uh, But to be fair, I like the club's thinking in that and being able to bring in someone like that. And, you know, they've obviously done it with Odomer. You know, I- I'm pretty sure the club knew by giving him a six month contract, you know, trying to get him after Fulham, F- F- they're probably expecting him mm-hmm. not to be, you know, completely fit. So he's got seven games now. And I'm guessing he's still going to be training with the club come summertime. And, you know, if he can prove himself to get back to the levels that he does, I have, I have no no qualms about him getting another deal. deal. Um, but the main one, which I'm actually <laughs> egging on to, is Ben Whiteman. Now, what we don't want is another Ben Pearson, Ben Davis scenario, where he's got six months left. We're trying and scrambling to be able to get any little money that we're going to have. If we can't agree a deal with him. Now, I love Ben Wyman, and he's a fantastic player for the club, but we can't we can't do this where, you know, we let him walk for minimal money if he's not going to sign a contract. So you give him what he wants and I'm being reasonable. Like I mean, you know, Alan Brown and Daniel Johnson money, you've got to bite bite your tongue and give him, you know, a decent deal for for what he is worth because he's a sensational player and you know if 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 we can't agree a deal you've you've got to probably sell and reinvest because you've you've got you've got like five to ten million pound player in Ben white and just to let him walk for free is it's criminal really to be fair you know Ben Pearson was a 10 million pound player Ben Davis was a 10 million pound player and we got like three million from both so You know, the club club have to make the decision. They've got to make the right one and being able to offer him a decent deal. And if he doesn't sign it, we're going to have to probably look elsewhere and do the smart thing because, you know, the club's losing money as it is and we need reinvestment. I'm sure the transfer budget's not looking very rosy. I'm not going to say, you know, we, we don't have any money because, you know... We we do, but we don't we don't have a lot and we never really do. So oh, yeah. if you're not gonna sign Ben Whiteman to a decent deal this summer, you're probably gonna have to look to move him on.
1: Yeah, I mean it hurts me to say because Ben Whiteman is an absolute um Rolls Royce of a player. He is unreal yeah. just does all, I, I, I mean the comparative really with the last like He just has what Pearson does. He's a lot more technical, I'd say. I know, whilst he's a lot more cool, i Whilst Pearson, you know, progresses the play with short passes, I feel like Ben Whiteman just has the range of passes, <laughs> you know, the free kicks, the set piece. It's the set piece like specialty, you know, he just has more to his game than Pearson does. And, uh, you know, I can't have another, we can't have another situation where we've got no, more. No, we can't. Like um, minimal.
0: So, so, so the club three, have a massive a three or four minimal. Yeah, the club have a massive summer and I'm sure we'll get onto that. It's, DJ though. DJ, yeah. DJ though. Deal. Get
1: um, him tied down to another deal.
0: And I, 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 I tell you what, obviously it's the, the first episode coming back. I think we need like a designated episode to be able to talk about all this, otherwise we'd have gone on for ages. Definitely, um, but I mean, could invite some people. Re- re- realistically, maybe. yeah, of course. Real- realistically, I'm probably just going to ask you for your predictions here, Jack, going into Reading and QPR. QPR obviously first, and then Reading on the Monday. So, you know, QPR this we're Friday. Gonna do a, uh, keep your eye away this Friday um, Reading at home on the Monday and I'm going to ask you for your predictions for both and then we'll see next week when we do another podcast and um, how we both get on so for we'll QPR right. first yes. what is your prediction?
1: QPR you I'm going to go bold. bold 2-0 win
0: OK uh, and not then Reading
1: Reading at home. 3-0 hot win. Three, I'm no saying
0: back to back clean
1: And it'll be in, in a statement of intent, I guess. Because within that'll okay.
0: in that'll a us up nicely for way. <laughs> um i am going to go um we've got a bit of a bogey side in uh, reading at home. Um, they they always manage to grind a result out no matter what. I'm going to go one one. Um, mm. Hopefully, I'm proven mm. wrong. Uh, fingers crossed, I am. And you know, when we speak about it uh, next podcast, uh, hopefully, we'll be as cheery as we were today speaking about Blackpool. But yeah, we're...
1: we could be oh. in a very very good position come
0: Monday come Monday night. Yes, yes. Without further ado. Um, I think it's time to wrap it up but before we do quickly go have a look at Pundit Games because they've been we've we've not done a podcast in and obviously we've been parted with them so make sure you check out the Pundit Games board game um, on the website it's a fantastic game and if you've got any birthdays coming around and you've got a football mad friend or anyone it's the code but yeah without further ado Jack 10%
1: 10% oh, off, by I'm the way. BPP10. BPP10 10. BPP 10 BPP 10 for 10% 10. off. All
0: right, Cheers.
1: Cheers, mate.